Welcome everybody to the Frito and Willie Show. I'm your host, Frito Marceline, and we also have Willie Mac Trill in the building. I mean, I'm the realest dude in it. You already know. You know what I'm saying? Made Dean's list four semesters in a row. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. <laughs> Yo, Willie, we're going to talk about the Gucci versus Jeezy versus battle. Let me first say, one of the greatest movies of 2020, one of the best plot twists, one of the greatest prize fights that we've seen one of the greatest basketball games that we've seen, Gucci made a run. Jeezy made a run. It was mm. like blow for blow. I was excited. I was geeked up. I was shocked. And to be honest, I am still lost for words about what went on during this versus. Wow. Mm. Yo, so let's get right into it, dog. Okay. When you heard that this versus was about to pop off, what ran through your mind? I didn't. I didn't think it was real. I I checked at least eight sources before I finally made comments about it. You know, uh, before I, I I literally checked eight sources. I was like, I went on Complex. I went on Swiss's Insta, um, uh, Instagram. I went on Timbo's Instagram. I went on Hip Hop DX. Um, I text a couple people. Like I really was like, I this is this is too serious to put up, you know, to to to, to announce on, on on your social media with it out being confirmed. Cause there have been some really uh I, I remember someone made an incredible uh fake versus poster for Big Daddy Kane versus Rakim. And I thought it was real. It looked real, like you know, I mean. You know, we are very talented nowadays with the Photoshop and, and the other, uh, you know what I mean, tools. And so I almost posted that, like almost text you about that, literally. Like I was like seconds away from saying Rakim versus BDK. And I checked just two more sources and I was like, I don't think this is real. You know, I even went to Big Daddy Kane's page and he was like, sounds like a good idea to me. And I was like, okay, it's not real. So, oh, I was stupid hype about that. So that was the same reaction. Like, okay, let me make sure. Before I text Frito, before I text my sister, before I text my cousins, let me make sure this is real. Then I finally found enough um, confirmation. So it went from disbelief to, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, because no disrespect to Tip. I was not that excited about the Tip Jeezy versus. I just wasn't. Uh, and that's no disrespect to Tip because Tip is a first ballot Hall of Fame MC, uh, trap MC, all that. Like T.I. hits all the boxes, but there wasn't enough antagonism there for me to get too excited about it. Like, like Tip and Jeezy are friend friends. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and and I know John and Payne are friend friends too, and their and their verses is still I think in the top two or three of all time. But it just didn't seem right. Like even when Jesus was calling Ti out, it didn't. I'm like, come on, man, y'all. You know, I don't see it. But there's real antagonism 
and it, you know, there's beyond antagonism. There's beef. There's antagonism. There's, uh, I, you know, we'll talk about this, but there definitely was hatred at one time between these two individuals. And like I said, shout out to Till, you know, because he brought the term trap music to the forefront. But, but in most people's eyes, I think that the trap god, trap king crown is debated between two people. And that's Guwap, a.k.a. LaFleur, a.k.a. Gucci. And it's Snowman, Big Snow, a.k.a. Jeezy. And so this had a little bit more on the line for me. How about you? How did you feel? Well, so just like you, when I first heard it, I was like, this is not real. Just because of the 15 years of animosity between them. And yeah. I was like, I'm just like you. I didn't ask me stories, but I took a couple stories. I went to the Versus Instagram page to be like, yeah. is this real? I didn't see anything that they really posted, but I heard that Timbaland commented on things. And then I saw Gucci with a video running down the hill confirming that this was going to go down. And I was like, oh, snap. This is real. But then I had some other things. If this is real, they're not going to do it in the same building. <laughs> they can't have this in the same building. Not possible. It was impossible. Yeah. I I knew for a fact that there was going to both of them were going to be at two different locations, uh, similar to how other verses have been throughout this time. You know, this wasn't going to be no two chains and rick ross were they all in the same building no it was going to be from you know when they took it back little john versus t-pain and stuff like that where hey all right cool cool we do our thing yeah um but to be honest with you when they finally did it was like wow i let's just say i was like i was shocked when they had it in the building you know, I was anxious. <laughs> I was nervous. <laughs> you know, so that was my first reactions to it all. It's kind of like, how are they going to really do this? What's going to go down? I just had all these things. I'm just like, is this really serious? You know, I, I, I just couldn't believe it, dog. I just couldn't believe it, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it, it it was um you know this is and this is also important. This is the start of season two of Versus, what they're calling season two. So I also think that that tip, Jeezy, it wasn't getting even the hype online. Like I was amazed at people who were like, "Hey, is it this week or the next week?" Like people just weren't, you know. I, I do know some people that were very excited, so I don't want to make like everybody wasn't excited, but it just felt like on the nationwide scene. It was like, okay, cool, yeah, Tiff and G's. That makes sense, you know what I'm saying? But like with Gucci G, like this was announced a week ago. And in a week, the hype machine, I don't even want to call it a machine. It was super authentic. Like people were, I know people changed meetings. I know there was some events that were scheduled. Like legit online, like online, like like happy hour stuff. Like, yeah, we got to cancel this because uh, Gucci going against Jeezy. <laughs> Like, like legit, I know people cancel like online meetings 
online socials because like, oh, this is this is it. And but you know, I will need to say this before we talk about I think it's gonna be a good transition to the impact of Jeezy and Gucci. Well, the other side of it was there were so many people like legit throwing dirt all over this, like, oh, who cares? Like, uh, like uh, I care. And it was just like, look, man, I'm I'm just gonna keep it real. There, there are certain qualifications required to be able to critique this situation. Mm. You know, if you're eating stuffing instead of dressing on Turkey Day, your opinion's invalid. If you've never been in a party, club, barbecue, concert, if you've never been to one of those type of events and at least once in your life, you felt just a little concerned for your safety, just a little bit, your, your opinion is uh, invalid. If you've never ever worn a t-shirt three sizes too big, This isn't for you. It just isn't for you. You know what I'm saying? If you've never used the word fitted for your caps, this is not for you, man. Yeah. If you've never been in a store that sold T-shirts featuring cereal logos intermixed with Trap activities. Not saying you had to buy a shirt, but if you've never been in a store, if if what I'm telling you right now does not, if you don't understand what I mean, if you don't understand it, if you've never seen the Tony the Tiger shirt where he has the frosty flakes, <laughs> but they're not cereal, we can't we can't have we can't talk about this, bro. We just can't. <laughs> We just came. This isn't for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, it, it is no diss. There's no diss. Oh man. There are gonna be some verses that you, you're not gonna get any comments from me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So so it's no diss. Mm-hmm. All right, but this, this is for a certain, this is for a specific group of people. You know what I mean? So let us enjoy this. Pretty much. Because for me, this was the Super Bowl. This was bigger than the NBA Finals for me. This is bigger than the Super Bowl for me, personally. So I'm going to transition back over to you now. I think you said earlier in another post that we did on Instagram, this was the Trap Super Bowl. Yes! Yes! And it's from two... It's amazing, like how you can have two similar artists, but they're so different. Yes, you know, because like Jay Z and Nas, like you know, they're very similar artists. Really, they really are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they're not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they're not. UGK and A Ball MJG are honestly similar artists, but they're not. You know what I'm saying? For some of you guys that may not relate. 
Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears are probably similar artists. Well, nah, Christina can really, really sing. Maybe that wasn't the best situation. But <laughs> no diss. But Jeezy and Gucci are totally similar artists, but are so dissimilar at the same time. Yeah, I feel like they're the same genre of music. Super, yeah, definitely the same genre. But, you know, their techniques at delivery. Yeah. And this yeah. is where this is where we can kind of get into like the impacts these dudes done had, man. Thank you. Oh, good transition for you. Good transition. Speak on it, doll. Speak on it. So Gucci for me is like he's the evolution of Project Pat. You know what I'm saying? You just dropping some please continue. Please continue, dog. The the different type of flow, whereas a waffle is like it's kind of nasally and, and it just it just hops on the beat and just finds the groove, but then it has a unique particular sound to it. Mm. Whereas like Project Pat still awesome, remain in this lane, but Gucci I felt like his flow evolved was a bit faster, you know. Yeah. His metaphors were slightly different than Project yeah. Pat. And I feel, you know, that's to me when I think of him, I think you can probably speak on it a little bit more because you have more, yeah. uh, you have more interactions with Project Pat. You yeah. know what I mean? But for me, when I first hear Gucci, I feel like he was the evolution of Project Pat. Yeah, like this makes me, we, we definitely got to go do a Project Pat 36 Mafia pod soon. Um, but I think that's really great. And if you ever, a very, Ask Gucci who's his favorite rappers are. He'll tell you. He even said in his own book that Project Pat was like his was his favorite rapper for a long time. Wow! And you see it. I mean, it's, it's really see. You really are able to see it. Is that? Um, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, there's certain rappers you sort of believe what they're saying. I don't know how to. Project Pat. I really believed what he was saying. And Gucci, it's crazy that Gucci said in the book, Gucci was like, I, he, he, Gucci literally says, I know what a rapper is doing. I know when a rapper is living what he says. And that's Project Pat. So that was a lot of what he tried to um, focus on in his delivery. And so, like, thing about Gucci is that, like, it's sort of frustrating because, you know, people are like, oh, Gucci can't rap. I think just, I think Gucci just versatile. Cause yeah, like yeah, freaky girl come on and you know what I'm saying he can rap that. Take your girl to Gucci World, you know what I'm saying. Take your girl to Gucci Land, and it sounds silly. It is like oh, he can't, you know. But like I just think that just shows his versatility. Cause then the next track can be stick shift M6 girl just a stock tip smoking in the cockpit. My my my, my sports cars a hot whip. My rims do a front flip. My top does a back flip. Your girl saw my drop top. The chick did a drop kick. Like, and I slowed that down because, you know, there's so, the, the assonance and everything in it is just incredible. Like, like, nah, man, Gucci rap raps. Gucci can rap rap. But he may not be rapping about anything but like four or five topics. <laughs> Gucci rapping about his ice, 
Gucci rapping about his car. Gucci rapping about his clothes. Gucci rapping about that blow. And Gucci rapping about you don't want to mess with him. <laughs> I'm good at women. And women, and women, and women, and women. And I would keep it real with you, not in the most positive way. There are no Dear Mama songs coming from Gucci. Like, <laughs> ain't no keep your head up. <laughs> ain't no poetic justice. Ain't none of that coming. None of that coming from Gooch. Oh, my God. Gooch. And then there's Jeezy, right? Jeezy. Had the Tupac influence. All right, don't don't come looking for me talking about compared Jesus and Tupac. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> what I mean by that is that Jeezy is I, there, there are some op, there are some 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 exceptions though. Check out Jeezy's verse on Rick Ross's War Ready. I don't Jeezy was. I'll pull it up in a second. Oh my gosh, Jeezy. Like Rick Ross did not know Jeezy was gonna rap like that on that song. But Jeezy was so much onto the real type of stuff too. Like he wanted to be very authentic. And I think like Pop, his verses, like he really wanted you to hear almost every word that he said. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he really had his very slow game spitting flow. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't know when most people heard Jeezy, but, you know, when you first heard them boys from Boys in the Hood, you know, people don't understand that, like, Jeezy definitely was supposed to be the star of the group, but so was Jody Breeze. Like, that was a big deal. Like, but it was just, if it take too long, <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> you would show anyway, so bring a stack. You know, that was messed up. I wouldn't even know. Like, it was just super comical. Jeezy was super comical in his delivery. And he used the ad-libs and all that type of stuff. He just made trapping seem fun. Mm -hmm. And he made trapping seem cool. Whereas, you know, Gucci definitely... I think when you first saw Gucci, like you like, okay, Gucci. I don't know if I want to hang out with Gucci. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I just keep it real with you. You know what I'm saying? But but Jeezy was like, I think I want to hang out with Jeezy. Maybe a little dangerous. And so Jeezy was just so cool, super cool. He had top net. Like Jeezy, peak Jeezy was a ten out of ten charisma score. Mm, agree. Ten out of ten. Agreed. There was a point where I don't think any rapper was more charismatic than Jeezy. That includes Jay-Z at the time. Um, that includes Ludacris at the time. Like, nah, like none of them were oozing, I haven't used this word in probably two years, swag like Jeezy. Mm. Nobody was. And and it created these two camps. And and but remember we sort of heard them around the same time due to a very, very, very popular song. So Icy, now turn it over to you. You know, you're right about the So Icy part where it's kind of like, they did that song together. Now, at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I love the song. I love the song, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, incredible. And, and it was an incredible song, but I will say this. I. I agree with you with Gucci 
there was a rawness to his style mm -hmm. where you felt like, okay, I really feel like you did this. Whereas Jeezy, yes, we know about his dealings, but I felt like he was reporting and giving you a visual of what was going on instead of really yeah. like him doing it, which is not to say that he didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. But he kind of took himself and just kind of like, all right, here's the scene. I'm painting the picture for you. I'm kind of like the narrator of this mm. movie that's going on. Whereas Gucci, I felt like, dang dog, I feel like you're probably still participating in these activities. You just know it was just a rawness to this stuff. Yeah. And it and it looked like and and with and with and with Gucci, it was a certain level still. Like Gigi sort of felt like was trying to transition into the business type of thing. And you sort of felt that. Like you heard CTE, like I'm talking about corporate thugs entertainment and these type of things. Whereas Gucci, you felt like Gucci might still be in the trap. Like, you know what I mean? Just Gigi looked like the more and I mean look, when I mean look, I actually mean like his look. There was a big transition from Trapper Die. Okay, so Trap, so if you don't know, Trapper Die was the mixtape that put Juicy on. Like it was the mixtape. I lived in Atlanta. Freel, you lived in Atlanta in 2005. And when I heard Trapper Die, because I, I mean you had catch me, like, oh man, you heard the Trapper Die mixtape. And this is when you still, like, it was on the internet, but I'm pretty sure I picked it up from a corner store. I got it, and I was like, this is, you know, because I'm like, I, 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 I know dope dealing rap, okay? Okay? I know dope dealing rap, okay? <laughs> I've been on UGK since 94. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I know UGK, Ghetto Boys, shout out to P. Clips, clips have been out for like four or five years. But, um, this was in a different way because, like you said, it felt like you were sort of riding shotgun during a mm -hmm. lot of this. And he was creating anthems. And that was the thing. Because, like, they have been dope boy anthems. Like, <laughs> shout out to Pocket Full of Stones, UGK. Like, Pocket Full of Stones to me was the dope boy anthem mm -hmm. for me growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a pocket full of stones. Mm -hmm. It was like Jeezy took that and was like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to make an album full of this. <laughs> I'm going to make an album full of this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 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 and then 101 comes out and you're like, you and I were as corporate, well, we were entry level, but still, we were like, we were sitting in cubes, you know, we were rocking Burlington Co. Factory, you know, you know what I'm saying, button ups to work, you know, Blazers, ties. We were as square as you could get. You could not tell us we would not live in a one-on-one life, though, Fredo. <laughs> Bro, when Thug Motivation came out, almost every day in my queue, I was bumping that album. And sometimes I'll just stand up in the queue like, yeah, get at you. I was just like, what? Cut the kitchen light. <laughs> song after song. Song after song was incredible. Because it's like, okay, I'm going to play the intro. Oh, but then I got to play gangster shit. You know what I'm saying? And then I got to play, let me talk to him. And then I got to play Go Crazy with Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? And then I got to play Bottom of the Mouth. 
<laughs> then I gotta play in my hood. I still ain't done the singles yet. I still this thing I do and, and then what? Then I gotta play Trap or Die because he re-released the song Trap or Die on the album. Then Air Forces. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I bought some new Air Forces just for this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What? Like he it 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 was just so cool. Bruh, that album is still, you know, when you go on a road trip. That's it, yeah. That, that's road trip. Have albums or a couple albums to just laugh me where I don't have to skip and all like that. That's on. That's one of the albums that's on my list. It's on the list. Oh, Soul Survivor. I'm tripping. Soul Survivor with Akon. Dog, like, I remember getting the album. Mm-hmm. And, and I was sort of late because I think I was busy. And my cousin Josh, who's a big Jeezy fan, was like, Do you got. One on one yet? And I was like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get it, man. You need yeah. <laughs> to get that one on one." So I finally get it. You know, like you know, Atlanta traffic, going to work. Let me pop it in, cause I'm gonna be in traffic for 45 minutes, cause I overslept by two minutes. So you know, 30 minutes added to the commute. Put it in, and I'm just like, "Dog, I ain't even say trap star. Mm. I ain't even say the title track." That's how it was, and you sit here like, "Have I skipped the song?" I'm 13 tracks in. I don't want to get out of my car. Am I about to buy a snowman T-shirt? Like, like, like it was. <laughs> yo, snowman T-shirt. So I had to go to. I had to do a project in Queens, right? Yeah. So this is uh summer, 2005. Yeah, it gotta be summer 2005. If that, it was early fall. I'm in Queens, New York, doing a job for the post office. So I'm literally, you know, n- not Queens Bridge, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? But it was Queens. I'm in Queens, and um, I ended up going to Jamaica, Queens. Okay. Southside. And I ended up going there because it was sort of like, you know, if you've been to Atlanta, uh, it was sort of like Midtown, where there were like a lot of shops and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like black owned clothing stores and like you know, dudes in the, in the, in the hotel were like, yo, you gotta go, you know, just just come back before it gets dark, but go down there and get you some 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 fits. Might get, might catch you some Nike, some you know, whatever on the low. So that's all he had to tell me. So I went down there. You know what I saw in New York? What's snowman up? at the snowman t-shirt. People wearing them. I was I, I remember going to get my haircut while down. I said, man, I'm going to go ahead and get a haircut. I, you know, I walk in the shop, you know, and dude's like, you need to, you know, you need a haircut. You just, you know, whatever. I like, hey, man, hook me up, though. Man, where you from? And I was like, oh, from, oh, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, I messed up. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm from Georgia. Jeezy the snowman. <laughs> like, this is Queens. Like, what is going on? Like, Jamaica Queen, like, this is literally 50 cent, literally 50 cent territory. And the fact that I saw more snowman stuff than G Unit stuff that day. No exaggeration. And I was like, wow, like Jeezy's made it. Wow. That's pretty huge because you gotta understand 50 cent was like a phenomenon. Yes. Unit. He was. He was. And, and, and he still was at that time, you know what I'm saying? But that, that just you know that was the year of Jeezy, and 
it was like, man, like Cass really messing with Jeezy. Like, this is interesting. Um, but like I said, the first time I heard it was Trap or Die, but the first time, um, but you know, I had a cousin Josh that was on Jeezy for a while, so he had the come shop with me tape, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> One side, the hard, the hard and soft CD to the double app double album. And, you know, Pastor Troll was on it, and it was like, yo, man, I like this dude. He had the, the cover of the album, had him in the the the, the Washington Bullets, Michael Jordan jersey. And, uh, yeah, my, my cousin was like, yo, 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 you might want to get with this cat. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get to it. But, yeah, but by the time Trapper died, and definitely by the time TM101 hit, I was like, okay, I get it. Why do you think Jeezy, Thug Motivation 101 just took the nation by storm like that? It was relatable. He, he, um... He Tupac'd it out in some ways where he made danceable, he made danceable, and I, I'm not saying like dance, dance, but I'm saying like he really did an incredible job of mixing club music with trap music. And I know it was like, I got to keep mentioning T.I. because T.I., of course, but I'm trying to say, how, how, how can I explain this? T.I. was super refined. Jeezy was like the perfect mix of street and, and being refined. I think he was just like right in the middle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then like, he wasn't a pretty dude, but girls loved him. I know girls that loved Jeezy. And it was just like, he just fit. He looked... He looked like the cat. He he looked like the dude that I saw in Walter's Express. Mm. Literally looked like the dude that was in Walter's Express. And it, but even though he first wasn't from Atlanta. Yeah. He, he's really from Hawkinsville. And then he moved to Atlanta later, like a lot of people. Gucci's from Bessemer, Alabama. He moved to he moved to um, Atlanta when he was eight, nine years old. But and I think also he really did something that was very genius. He a lot of his stuff got introduced in a certain arena. Mm. I know the strip clubs. And if you are not familiar with the Atlanta strip club scene, a lot of songs, a lot of music, a lot of dances, a lot of trends have been introduced via that medium of being strip. Because if you have a, a very popular stripper, you know, and she's playing your song when she comes out it turns to like a thing and you know what i'm saying and like people like oh and then you see the so that stripper gets associated with that artist or that song and that's what jesus was doing and and this is 2005 this is this is post bmf era but it was still crazy in atlanta during that time yeah you know what i'm saying so like going to the strip clubs even going to the regular clubs was like a big big deal and you know, like people wanted to throw money around. People wanted to like they were ballers. People wanted to do like this, you know. And who was that song getting played? Strip club DJs were like celebrities, and so like, and then the strippers never were celebrities. It was just like, man, what what song is that? I want to be part of that. And he so he captured like the essence of Atlanta during that time. Mm. In a lot of the ways, the same way I think that. Peak BG and peak juvenile capture the essence of New Orleans. 
And so that's what I think Jeezy did. Jeezy captured Atlanta. Yeah. He he was Atlanta. Even though he's not from Atlanta, he was Atlanta. Yeah. You know, the big jerseys. The, he just looked real effortless with it, too. It was also very effortless. It was very, very cool. And Jeezy looked approachable. Jeezy looked like, and my cousin met Jeezy once, and he said that Jeezy was literally how he thought he was going to be. Like, Jeezy looked like the dude that if you see him at Walter's Express, you know what I'm saying? Walter's Express, we talked about some previous episodes, it was a world-famous clothing store in no Midtown Atlanta. He felt like if you saw him at Magic City, if you saw him at a Hawks game, if you were like, what up, Snow? He'd be like, what it is, though? And I, I feel like that's who he, you know, for us, we feel like that's who he was. Whereas, you know, rappers are starting to get like really non approachable. Like, no one's going to run up to say, hey, to 50 Cent. He probably got 30,000 bodyguards, you know, or even Jay Z, because he's so like Jay Z, the glow to all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, and even like 3,000 outcasts, like, they're such these super characters. They were so, you know, artistic and everything. It's like, man, what do I say to Andre if I see him in the store? I'm not crap. What am I going to do? Whereas, geez, I feel like you just be like, what up, geez? He say something back. So his relatability was just huge. And his album was dope. The music was great. And like, as bad as it sounds like, I know people were like he wasn't lyrical, but it was almost like he tapped into another dimension the same way I think DMX tapped into another dimension of lyricism, where it's like, okay, you know what? He may not have a 30,000 you know, vocabulary set, but like, I believe everything he's saying, he's killing this beat. The songs are fun and he's insightful. This was insightful stuff. Oh, don't get caught. What he was talking about, <laughs> don't get caught. That was an incredible track when he talked about like get pulled over by the police. <laughs> like, it was crazy, yeah. Yeah, man, freaking Jeezy. I can talk about Jeezy all day. Want to move over to Gucci or are you or how you want to do this? So I will say this because I got a lot to say about Gucci. Okay. Before I get about Gucci, I want to say with the both of them, yeah. they kind of, it seemed like to me they popularized the description of material thing, description of material thing, description of material thing, metaphor to some type of food color. Okay, help me out. Help me out with this. Okay. You know, something like coop, something, 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 chop a can of orange juice. But it's kind of like <laughs> Yes. 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 You're right. Oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> Dude, oh man. Slaughtered that move, but she loved yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you loved it when you heard it, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the perfect example is Lemonade. I think Lemonade is one of the best hip hop songs ever. Oh my god, <laughs> because like the extended that's what I'm saying. Like, you want to oh, Gucci can't rap. Have you heard Lemonade? Have you really heard it? But this is like also about like Gucci, which is the opposite of Jeezy. Jeezy's very easy to understand, mm -hmm. right. Whereas Gucci, Gucci, because he, I think he freestyles a lot of the stuff he does, and it's obvious. These are raw cuts. 
So his diction, maybe the word choice probably wasn't the right word choice, maybe even when he wrote it or said it. Mm-hmm. And he slurs together when he does do his speedy flow. Yeah. It can come off as like slurring almost at times. So what happens is people are like, well, he just, I don't know what he's saying, or he's just saying stuff. And then like people want to put in the mumble rapper list. I'm like, he's actually not. It's just that Gucci's flow is so colloquial, is so Alabama, East Atlanta based. Yeah. And Gucci's not going back to cut another version of the song. Like you can tell he's not. Like, he's like, nah, that's dope. And some people love that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like there are songs where I feel like if you would have done a different cut of it, it was like, okay, I'm going to make sure I enunciate every word. But that's not Gucci. And honestly, I think the fun of Gucci is dealing with that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they're, you know my, shout out to my cousin Quinn, but I've uh, quoted Gucci and Quinn has had to call me and be like, hey, that's not the word that Gucci said. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, crap. <laughs> I think that I think what you said just makes more sense, Quan. So like, but that's the fun of Gucci, though. Know? Right. I think that's the fun, but like, nah, man. I mean, dog. I got lemonade and lemon tint, lemons, waffy mix the shit, lemonade complex and East Australian girl be killing it. She say I be killing her. I say I be feeling it four days and I'm sick of her because her brain is lemon head. I'm like, you think Gucci can't rap? Really? He got three verses of that, man. Like, oh, dog, my favorite line, though, from the whole track. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yellow bricks, yellow dust, yellow lean, yellow tusk, yellow pill, spinning wheels, yellow wheat, yellow wheels, coward ass blank, yellow stripe, you a yellow back. AK hit your dog, and you can't bring old yellow back. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Y'all got Gucci messed up. Gucci can rap rap. Gucci can rap rap. Rapidy rap. I know I'm probably gonna drop some more jewels for Gucci, but like through, through that. But yeah, man, like, and then to be living in Atlanta, I will say this though. So so we gotta we're gonna touch on it. We, we, you know, I'm sure it's gonna get brought up against you know in this in part one or part two or part twelve of this pod. We're gonna keep going until we until we finish. But um, the division between them yeah. that added to their legend too. So um, all we feel comfortable saying is is that Gucci um, was arrested for a failed attempt at at least robbery and at the most his life um, for self-defense. And there's a difference in opinion on what, what was the catalyst for that situation, right? And that if Gucci has the perspective that perhaps... Jeezy was involved in some type of way. That's as much I think we feel comfortable saying. Yeah. All right? And that situation between these two men honestly made both their music 
actually it, it amplified their legend simultaneously. And this situation happened in 2005. Frito and I are living in Atlanta in 2005. Uh, I will tell you, I remember being in a certain establishment once. And Jeezy's, uh, Jeezy made a diss song of Gucci called Stay Strapped, which is a uh, pretty much a remix of T.I.'s incredible song, ASAP, 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 ASAP. So Gucci was like, I mean, Jeezy was like, stay strapped, stay strapped, stay strapped. That song came on. I looked over at the DJ like, what are you doing? Half the crowd was feeling it. Half the crowd was not. I literally started looking for exit right then when the beat dropped. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't think it's the same time. I remember being in the same establishment once when Walker was there. I, d I don't think it was the same night. And, and I don't want to say it was. Because uh, I think I probably would have left if, if Walker and his um, Walker Flock, who was still part of Gucci's crew, was in the club that night. I think I, think I definitely would have left. But um, I don't remember what – I know they played a Gucci song after. It might have been round one, but I don't really remember which was the um, Gucci diss and Jeezy. But I remember it really being tumultuous and people really were choosing sides. It literally was like an Atlanta condensed version of Pac and Biggie in a lot of ways. Mm. And the story was very similar, if you really think about it, like very, very similar of a person, um, you know, rapper A getting assaulted and thinking that rapper B may have had something to do with it. And so... And then, and then everything that comes after that, you know what I'm saying? And then media, even in their careers in the short term, benefiting from it, yeah. the situation. It was very parallel. Now, there's what was concerning for me at that time. I was like, we've already seen this story before, and we know what, know what happens. Like, I don't want this to happen to, 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 to Gucci and Jeezy. Um, the difference between these two factions was no diss to pocket big. But Pac was not a street dude. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to say Biggie was a Biggie was not, but we definitely knew that Gucci and Jeezy were street dudes. And there's no puffy around to sort of make stuff. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like Gucci had, um, I don't know who Gucci's mentors were at that time, but there definitely was no puffy and there wasn't, you know what I'm saying? There, there, there was no there was no sort of I felt responsible adult in the room. And by that time, the labels knew how, you know, because like I tell people, like, you know who won out of Big E and Pac? The labels. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it sort of felt like that the labels and definitely the media was like, oh, we're not gonna learn this from last time. And they sort of threw a lot of. I remember, I remember literally watching Rap City, and them asking Jeezy about Gucci, and me like being livid. Like, what are y'all doing? We've we've seen this before. Like, we don't don't ask him anything about Gucci. Like, what are you doing? This is irresponsible. Like, for you, it's fun stuff like that. But like, there is so many other. You know, it's not it's not just their their situation. Like they represent as much as I feel comfortable saying, but these they represent certain factions in Atlanta, Jeezy and Gucci. Like so, like it's not just their songs. Like people really feel like they representing them. 
And to go to a party or go to a club in your neighborhood and feel like you can't blast certain music loud, like, oh, like this is not, this is this is serious. And so, um, yeah. I mean, to add to the excitement, I'll be very free. I'll, I'll keep it real with you being 24, 25 years old. It did add to the excitement of it all, but but um, it was very, it was a very scary time, um, you know, for a little while at least. Yeah. yeah. Turn it back over to you. Yo, I, for me, the whole exposure of them all, you know, there was, of course, Thug Motivation 101. I was really exposed through Gucci, yes, through Ice, through So Icy, but through the evolution of the internet, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas YouTube, because that's where I would listen to his freestyles on YouTube. That's where some of his mixtapes were on there. So I would just give them a listen to. Datpiff.com. Remember Datpiff? <laughs> I think you killed that piff more so than I did. Yeah, I was, ooh, datpiff.com. <laughs> Did they have to get on LimeWire? Like it was like a legit website. <laughs> like you just, yeah, yeah, that pill. I bet you had a lot of burnt CDs with these guys on there, bud. No, I was running around. I, I will admit I wasn't as heavy on Gucci. I was more on Jeezy. Yeah. Um, but um, I was I was bumping Gucci, but it's just not as hard. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I, do you think that also Jeezy was benefited from? the Gangster Grills mixtapes as well. And oh, but, but so that that's a whole nother conversation. So no Trapper Die was was definitely a drama mixtape. But Jeezy and Gucci Jeezy and Drama fell out when he eventually did a, a mixtape for Gucci. And so they ended up falling out. Hard. Um what also so yeah Gucci Definitely used the internet to his advantage, but also something that Gucci did, which is almost the opposite of Jeezy. Jeezy had Def Jam. Yeah. Right? He had Def Jam. And that's not just the Jeezy, but he had he had like this machine behind him. Right. Gucci created his own machine. And Gucci created Atlanta relationships. Mm. So whether it's Zaytoven, all right? Whether it's Walker and Juice and Frenchie and the amigos and 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 Nicki Minaj. Gucci was Gucci's realness became his biggest asset, whereas people wanted to just be associated with him. Because I'm trying to figure out another comparison. Gucci literally for a lot of people was way more attainable than Jeezy. Cause Gucci looked like he still was well, he because he was. Gucci like he was still. And then I mean, I'll keep it real with you. Gucci was exonerated for the self-defense charge. And that just added another level to his legend. Yes. Because it was like, and he <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get. Gucci made multiple songs about the situation. Well, multiple <laughs> songs about the situation. Before we go there, yeah, let's talk about Gucci's major impact and his non-impact. Okay. Because to be honest with you, Jeezy, more polished. Yeah. yeah. More refined. 
which is great because, you know, it really could take you very far in this industry, you know, it just being a, a, you know, just kind of being like a quote unquote professional. Yeah. Gucci wasn't. And the thing is, if, but then did that, that's kind of like that, that added to his mystique. But if he was just a bit more polished, we really could have been looking at a no limit Atlanta if Gucci really wanted to, if he was that focused. Because he is one of the best um, evaluators of talent. Period. Because he cultivated those relationships. Thug, I got to put Young Thug out there. Young Thug, yeah. So you list all those names. He put all those people on the map. Yes. You know, and so just think if he was a little bit just kind of like, okay, I got something here. I know what I'm doing. Let me make this label system or whatever. We really could be talking about him being one of the greatest labels. In like you don't want Gucci running your label, man. <laughs> and I mean, in the most thing, and like I, I think he knows that. Like he had ten seventeen, you know, Brit Squad, and he put out Juice and put out Walk and made it wow. helped make them stars. But Gucci also is gonna get in a fight at the mall. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, what did Walker say? Lock my CEO up. Now I'll back up. Like he, that was for real. Walker was saying, Gucci stayed in a situation. You know what I'm saying? Like he just, he just stayed in the situation. Like yeah, he said he could sign Migos. He could sign Migos. He could have signed Thug. He, he could, you know, I mean, he, I mean, he did sign him at one point. I think Thug, but he sort of like, man, do your thing. Because this thing is like, I'm not. I'm not doing these meetings, bro. But instead, like anytime I need you, can you need you get on this verse for me? His thing was like, I, I just wanna I wanna help people make their dreams, but I may not be the person to do that. Mm, that's honest. It's a very selfless way of looking at things. Yeah. Because how many great artists out there never made it to a level because they were what I'm about to say, I might get in a little trouble for it, but like Two Chains became a star after he left Ludacris. You know what I'm saying? Killer Mike became a bigger star after he left Big Boy. Like, I think I, I think it's just really hard to be an artist. I, I think it's very hard to be an artist and a label executive or, or label head or something. Some of them were great. And this is the thing though, like how even like the great ones that were great at it. Sooner or later got sour, Master P. Sooner or later, people got ticked off. People ticked off of Eminem today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Eminem has a, you know, Dre. Dre. Yes, yes, there's Kendrick and there's Game and there's Snoop. But there's also a whole gang of other people that felt like they didn't really get their shot. Shout out to Hitman. Shout out to was it Joe Beast? Rock Kim was on Aftermath. Like, like I mean, for a while. Like, I just think it's hard. I I, I just assume it is because these are good people. Like, Big Boy's a good person. You know what I mean? Like, he really is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Eminem's a good enough person to think to me. Like, you think Eminem doesn't want Griselda to be successful? But Griselda this week is like, acting like they ain't on Shady no more. 
Lloyd Banks and 50 Cent were friends. <laughs> like, they don't even... I just think it's a lot, man. So maybe Gucci knows that. Maybe Gucci knows his limitations. It's like, yeah, man, I, you know. Yeah. But yeah, he's an incredible evaluator talent. And like his his lineage is crazy. Like I said, we just said Thug. We just mm-hmm. said the Migos. We just said uh, the, the new girl, Mulatto. That's, she has, who's her favorite rapper? Gucci. <laughs> like she said it multiple times. She's done like two or three songs with him already. They, people love Gucci. Yep. He's, you know, people like, you know, I've seen people say like, yo, I know you think he's wild and stuff, but that dude be at the studio. If he says he's going to be there, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. And, and, and he's going to do the verse right then. And then be like, want to do another one? <laughs> you know, like, he said it like for all his limit and all his, you know, limitations and indiscretions, like he's a worker. He's not going to try to do you dirty. So, hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and that again speaks to what you said earlier about just approachable. I feel like with Jeezy, he has fans. But Gucci has fanatics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Duh. I want to put this out there. Like, a big contingency of Gucci fans are, like, in their 20s. Gucci's 40 years old. Like, Gucci's older than me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But, like, yo, I, I know some 25, 26, 27 year old that, like, they live by Gucci. You know what I mean? <laughs> they just like, yo, man, that's that dude be speaking my life. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I was listening to Gucci when I was in college. How you? Okay. Cool. I mean, I mean, which is dope. Like, it's not a diss. It's just, it's just amazing. Like, his influence. So. Yo. Yeah, man. Now that brings us to, like, are they underrated? Yes. Really? To me, they are. I think I think I think I think their influence is, is underrated. Um and I even think more so Gucci than Jeezy. I think Gucci is an underrated rapper, underrated even underrated lyricist. Yeah. Jeezy, and I'm a Jeezy fan. I could be keep if I had to keep it real here, like and we'll talk about it when we get to the verses, like. And this is not a diss, though, because a lot of rappers are in this situation. What I'm about to say is not a diss to Jeezy. Yeah. It never got better for Jeezy at the one-on-one. Right? That doesn't mean he got worse, though. It doesn't mean like he turned to a worse rapper. It's just that one-on-one was definitely... Like, so like, like I said, so Jeezy was like a 10 out of 10 on, on one-on-one. He may have been a nine or an eight for a while after that, but I don't think he ever got to 10 again. You know what I'm saying? Like 102 definitely was a, a drop off from 101. But he had pop hits. He had the R. Kelly track on there. You know what I'm saying? He had I Love It. So he was oh, so he was still doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? And then the recession was a moment. Like, you know, it was very well timed, but it still wasn't a 10 out of 10. You know what I mean? And then you know, there was a little bit of, you know, time that 103 came out and some great songs on 103, some really great songs on 103, but it still wasn't a 10 out of 10. You know what I'm saying? So, like, 
So by definition, he peaked at 101. Whereas Gucci, Gucci may never ever got to 10. Man, it's like he's been eight for like 10 years. So what, which would you rather be? You know what I'm saying? Like, which would you rather be? I think there's an argument for both. Um, yeah, yeah, like Gucci's still putting out stuff, people getting excited about it. Whereas Jesus put out like multiple pieces of work in the last few years, and it really hasn't gotten a buzz. Yeah. And you know why? Why because no one believes Jesus, Jesus can't talk about snow no more. Gucci can still talk about snow. And beat people up in the club. You know what I'm Even though Gucci's definitely more refined now, he's more mature, he's married, so it's not as it's not as crazy as in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, it's in the kitchen day. But Gucci can still talk about his chains and stuff. Jeezy's right. I mean, we'll talk about the Jeezy talk about real estate and you know, stuff like that, and which is dope. I definitely applaud. But Gucci's still Gucci, and you know, yeah. I'm glad you said that because for me, that motivation would definitely. I never listened to a whole album of Gucci's, so there's no classic album for me. But there's yeah. a classic album for me in Jeezy. The thing yeah. is, though, with Jeezy after Thug Motivation 101, I probably listened to maybe the next two albums after that, but it just kind of like it went a step down and kind of plateaued for me. Where I was kind of like. I don't want to say I got tired of it, but it's kind of like, I heard this before, cool, but I don't get the same feeling as. Cause it's not fresh anymore. It's not fresh anymore. Okay. And that's fine. Like, I mean, like hip hop is a, a very strange genre like that. And so very few people like other than Pusha T, who really can still talk about their lifestyle for 10 years plus. <laughs> and no offense to Jeezy, Pusha T is an elite, elite MC though. Mm. Like Pusha can say stuff in a different way than he said five years ago or last year. You know what I mean? So you know, but still like two incredible artists, man. I do think they underrated uh Gucci, especially for his lyricism. I feel that Jeezy is properly rated. Yeah, okay, okay. And I feel Gucci is highly underrated. Gotcha. And it's just a, I think it's just a look. Like, I can't, like, I argue with somebody this week, like, oh, man, Gucci sound dumb. Gucci sound, you know, I'm not going to use the R word because I don't use that word. But like, Gucci sound dumb, Gucci sound whatever. And I'm just like, why do you say that? Mm. And it's like, it's a whole bunch of aesthetic stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, does Gucci sound less intelligent than Noriega? Really? Ooh. There's no diss to Noriega. There's no diss to Noriega because I love Noriega, his, his um, drink champs. But, like, does he? Uh, like, really? You know what I'm saying? I, and I put Noriega because Noriega is, of CNN is, is a super respected MC, got you know, got the, the War Reports, a classic album, and he has his own podcast, and people love his podcast. That's why I picked Noriega. I think they sound probably equal intelligence. Does, does Gucci sound that much crazier than Cameron? Really? Really? Because we listen to Cameron, dog. 
A lot of Cameron. Hey, Cameron says some wild stuff, man. And I loved it. That's no just the killer. Like, come on, man. I, I, I get it. I get it, though. Like, Gucci's aesthetic, his persona. He's frustrating. Why you know blah, blah, blah. why you got a why you got ice cream on his face? Like you know what I mean, stuff like that. But but if you really sat down and listened to some of his stuff, now not all of it. Some stuff is just what it is. It's straight up party ratchet music. It's not supposed to be insightful. You know, there's no way I can make you know freaky girls freaky girls. <laughs> you know what I'm saying wasted is wasted. But no nah, man, it it it. it, it that dude don't spit some stuff. <laughs> like he don't spit some stuff, man. Yeah. All right, turn it back over to you, homie. Woo. Yo.